1: Mystery Theater presents Come in Welcome I'm E.G. Marshall with another adventure in the macabre I'm a collector of stories about experiences which are out of the ordinary and which most of us would prefer to avoid. Still, I find a perverse kind of pleasure in sharing the unexpected and the bizarre. It purges my own concerns about the unknown. And there is so much that is on our planet and in the universe. As a man named Al Wilson, a farmer who lives near Bolton, Connecticut, found out after encountering A phenomenon. Darned if I know what to do with it, Carrie. You'll have
2: to get rid of it. Thank you, lucky stars. It didn't
3: destroy the barn.
2: When's that astronomer going to be here? Dana, is that his name?
3: Yeah, Charles Dana. It'll be the first thing in the morning. He was pretty excited. Then ask him to take it away. It makes me nervous. It might be radio whatever they say. Radioactive. and That's dangerous
1: our mystery drama the meteorite was written especially for the mystery theater by roy windsor and stars john beale it is sponsored in part by sign off the sinus medicines and general electric citizen band radios i'll be back shortly with act one I suppose that at one time or another, you stood outside and looked up in wonder at the night sky and the endless panorama of the stars. We've landed men on the moon, and we've sent space rockets to circle Mars. But as we learn more about the universe, we learn how little we really know. It is infinite. Emerson wrote, there is no chance, no anarchy in the universe. All is system and gradation. Every god is there sitting in his sphere. True? Al Wilson didn't know it when he and his wife returned from evening service at their church, but he is about to find out.
2: Aren't you going to put the car away,
3: Al? I'll do it later. <laughs> Garrett mentioned checkers. You're invited over, too. Does Maud know? I suppose so. Look at
2: them stars. My goodness, what a fine night. Glad mm. I, I brought in the rest of them tomatoes.
3: Yep, we'll have frost
2: tonight. Oh, look left above the barn, way up in the sky. See? A big kind of cone of light. I've never seen anything like that this close.
3: It's Wind come up. Look at this thing. It's be traveling fast as lightning. Alice, it, it's coming this way toward our farm. You better go inside.
2: Let's get away from here. It's headed toward the house. We'll be blown up. Come
3: on. Slanted down over the barn. Do you feel that heat? There's never seen anything like There goes the barn! Wow. Look. itself is far past you. Never in my life. Are you all right? I've never been so scared in my life. It could have destroyed everything else. Look out there. Look at that cloud rising from it. Oh, I've got to tell Gary.
1: We'll take a look at it. No,
2: no, you won't. I don't want you going near that thing and Garrett either. How do you know it won't blow up?
3: Just
1: a burnt-out chunk of rock, Carrie.
3: But
2: it exploded once it hit the ground.
3: Well, sure, because it was red hot now. It's cooling off. There's no danger. No, now.
2: you come into the house. But Garrett will want
3: to Telephone in.
0: I won't have either of you prowling around that thing tonight.
3: Well, okay. I guess it can wait a little morning. I'm a little leery of it myself. <laughs>
0: Everything all right, Garrett? Or is the washing machine upside down?
3: Oh no, no, no damage, darling. Uh, yeah, no no cracks in the cellar. None of the preserves fell off the shelves. I gave the washing machine a reassuring pat and said goodnight.
0: How can you be so calm, Garrett? We pay high enough taxes on this little house. Oh, come
3: on, come on. I'm on. Calm yourself. Huh? It, it's over with. Oh, that's
0: what you think. It's an outrage. And the mayor's going to hear about this.
3: Ah, yes, but blast! They must if there's to be progress.
0: <laughs> progress, my foot! They wreck a perfectly beautiful mountainside for what? Another ribbon of concrete leading nowhere. Paper out of all money. And what's the rush? Why do they have to shake my fillings loose on Sunday night? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I find that a little too zealous. So the mayor's going to get an earful when he strolls into his office tomorrow morning blasting to widen the road while people are sitting down to Sunday
3: supper. Okay, okay, but I refuse to have a the big one over something over which I have no control. The big one? Yeah, that's school kid jargon. <laughs> <little> cardiac arrest. <laughs> no, sir, not for Garrett Smith. Uh, if you want to quarrel, honey, you just telephone the mail or, or calm down. <laughs> honey, there was no damage done, so put the experience behind you. Ah! Saved by the bell.
0: If it's for me, tell them I'm gluing in my ceiling.
3: <laughs> Hello, Garrett Smith. You hear the blast, old pal? Oh, yeah, yeah. It put Maud in space. <laughs> Any damage to the farm? Just a trench in the far pasture. You, you know, where Tompkins cuts across the state road. Huh? Yeah, but that's, that's a long way from where they're working, Al. Who? Who's working where? Well, you know, the crew that's blasting on the mountainside. I'm talking about the explosion. Well, so am I. Well, they don't blast on Sunday night, Garrett. You, you don't know what happened? No, uh, I guess I don't. A shooting star landed ten minutes ago in my far pasture. Uh, uh, wh- what? You kid, you mean. a over. we can persuade Carrie to let us investigate. You mean that a meteorite landed on your farm? Well, you tell me. You're the science teacher. Oh, yeah, right away.
0: What was that about? A
3: meteorite? Don't blame the state, honey. Don't blame the mayor. Blame a phenomenon. Uh, yeah, that explosion that shook the house, that was not from blasting. A meteorite landed on Elf's farm and plowed up half as far pasture. Gary,
2: how terrifying. I tell you, my legs turned watery. I yelled at Al to run, but I couldn't. And he stood there wide, eyed.
3: Marvelous. All that's marvelous is that it didn't hit the barn or the house. It it, it hit, and then what? Well, the air got warm all around us, and steam came up from the thing.
0: Is it a falling star, Garrett?
3: Well, that's what most of us call it, but the proper name for it is meteorite. It comes, you know, from outer space.
0: So do lots of funny things. At least some people think so.
3: Yeah, including me.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. No, really, I'm, I'm serious. Now, now, flying saucers, for instance, they are fact. Now, but we, we won't argue about that You now. believe that stuff, yeah, Absolutely.
2: Well, I'm glad I don't. There's enough just around the farm to make me watch my step. I don't need funny little creatures that look like toadstools peeking in through the bedroom window.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just, just what is one of these meteorites? Well burned-out rock. See, it it broke loose in outer space and out of the orbit of its own planet, and then it just kind of flew loose. Uh, See, once in a while, the gravity of Earth pulls down fragments and they land here and there. Now, most of them burn out in the sky. They look like, you know, streaks of light. On fire from friction. Yeah, exactly. So the chances of them reaching Earth are very small. Well, we've got one. And it's no rock. It's a big, long thing. Looks in the sky like a missile, like a torpedo. Huh. Incredible. I'm mean, hinted. I I don't know too much about meteorites, but I know who does. Professor Charles Dana at the State University. I studied under him. Now, you know what you ought to do? Well, all I wanna do is get rid of the thing. No, Dana's your man. Now, why don't I try to reach him? He'll want the meteorite for the astronomy lab. And he's welcome to it. Just tell him to haul the way. Right, right, First, now, don't no, flip out, Carrie. First, I've got to see it. But if it explodes... Well, how can it explode if it's just a rock? Didn't I tell you so? Why don't you and Maude come along with it?
0: No, thank you. You two play space to this. Carrie and I will needlepoint.
3: <laughs> Al, you're going to be famous. Sure. Maybe they'll name the thing after. <laughs>
0: Gareth. Uh, is there, uh, is there any danger from, well, radioactivity or, or disease? Oh, tragedy? no, no. More that, oh, not from
3: a little I know, anyhow. Now, we won't go too close to it, so just don't worry. Oh, no, we won't be lost. Set up the card table. We'll play some bridge. over that.
0: Give me the creeps, Carrie. I feel the same. There's something eerie about a thing coming down from outer space. Makes you wonder what's really up there.
3: Wow. That is incredible, Al. Yeah. I wonder where it came from and the size of it. It must be must be twelve feet long. Yeah. Oh boy, it should plowed up some some trench there, eh? Uh, The outside looks like slag. Uh Huh? Uh, That's what it is. Who knows where it came from? Your guess is as good as mine. And I teach science. I tell you, it's beyond me. I can't explain why more of it wasn't burned up on its passage through our atmosphere. It was red hot. You should have seen the glow. Mm. Felt the heat. It's cold now. I'm eager to see it in the morning when the sun's up. Keep the news to yourself, yeah. will you? I, I don't want people driving out, traipsing all over the farm. Right. I'll I'll try to get in touch with Professor Dana. Fine. If the university wants the thing, you'll need a lift, a truck, right? I'm not going to pay to have the thing taken away.
0: Huh? Oh, come on. Shit. Huh?
2: Come on. Shit. Yes. Open the window a
3: little more, It's warm in here. Or, or get rid of this top blanket. Huh? Warm? Oh. oh. Why'd you wake me up out of a sound sleep? Open the window. It is open.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Open it more. It's in here.
2: Come back to bed. Oh boy,
3: cold out there. The frost looks like a light covering of snow. I can see the meteorite reef clear. (sighs) Garrett's crazy, and he makes you that way. Oh, no kidding, Carrie. It is kind of impressive. People don't have a meteorite land near them every week in the month. Garrett said only about a thousand have been recorded. Come to bed. Maybe I ought to keep the thing. Invite people to come see it. That Professor Dana
2: will be here first thing tomorrow. Now, come on, get some sleep. Okay. Carrie. Oh, my stars, what is it? Come here. What? What's the matter? Look out there. see the meteorite? Well, sure. You see what I see? It... Well, I don't... it, It looks higher... It's, it's changed. What? Oh, this floor is like a slab of ice.
1: You know why it's changed? Take a careful look, Gary. Oh, good Lord. You see Yes, I
2: do. What does it mean? I don't know.
0: But it's... It's opened up.
1: The meteorite did what? Opened up? The Wilsons are steady people, so we have to believe what they see. There is, however, no evidence that a meteorite is anything more than a burned-up piece of rock. Is what they have seen impossible to believe? Impossible is a slippery word hard to pin down. More about this phenomenon when I return with Act Two. I began, uh, you may remember, by saying that I'd share with you the bizarre, the unexpected. I've done so. A meteorite is a rare occurrence. I doubt if any of you has seen one except in a museum. But for Al Wilson and his wife Carrie, it is more than a piece of burned-out rock. Last night, a meteorite plunged through our ozone and, like a huge missile, found its earthly mark in Hal's far pasture, that in itself was unique. So is the fact, uh, if his eyes did not imagine it, that the meteorite opened up. It is seven the next morning.
3: Well, that'll be Garrett or the professor. You just finished your breakfast, Hal. Well, bring him in. Either one of them for a couple of Good Morning, Jerry. He's in the kitchen.
2: Come along, Garrett.
3: Have a cup of coffee. Thanks. Uh, I suppose you've been up since five, as usual. I have. Carrie lols in bed until almost six. <laughs> well, how'd you like my news? Well, I didn't believe it until I saw it for myself. On the road, it, it does look like it's opened up like a like a giant clamshell. You ever hear of anything like that before? Oh, no not know, here. Here's some hot coffee, Garrett. Oh, thanks. No sugar's on the table. Mm. What could it mean? Well... Not much, I'd say. It cooled fast and cracked open. You're going to be able to see this through with me? Oh, I wouldn't miss it out. Maude will telephone the school at 8 and say, I won't be teaching today. At what time is it, huh? Mm. A little past 7. Well, uh, Professor Dean is a, 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 oh. a car is pulling into the driveway. I'll let him in, Carrie. You start some breakfast for him. Lots of smoked ham. That's great with fresh eggs. He
1: took classes with Professor
3: Dana? Mm-hmm, too. I was a science major. Okay.
1: Good morning, uh, uh, Mr. Wilson. Uh, I'm Professor Dana. Yes,
3: Professor. Come right in. Thank you. Uh, just, just put your coat over here on the new post. And come out to the kitchen. My wife, Carrie's stirring you up a real farmer's breakfast. <laughs> Wonderful. And Garrett Smith is with us. My neighbor, my best friend. Oh, and once a student
1: of mine, <laughs> as many years ago. Hello, Professor. You probably won't remember Oh, no, indeed I... I do, Garrett. It's good to see you. We'll get, good, good morning, Mrs. Wilson. Good morning. Have some coffee while the eggs are frying. I'll do that. Uh, uh, Garrett, as I recall, you were going to become a research biologist, but love, sweet song. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's right, Professor. That's right. I got married, and I've lived happily ever <laughs> after. Uh... Well, tell Professor Dina what happened. Well, sir, the thing—it uh, opened up. Uh, the the meteorite opened. Yeah, yes, sir.
1: Garrett says maybe it cooked real fast and cracked open. He could be right. Uh, still, a meteorite is fused by the tremendous heat it generates. So, uh, offhand, I I find it hard to believe that it. Uh, Cracked open. Well, the whole thing is hard to believe. You will haul it away today, Professor? Oh, yes. The, uh, the lifter and truck will be here later today. We'll, we'll have the meteorite on its way to stores before six o'clock. Here you are, Professor. Smoked ham. Wonderful. Everybody likes it. (laughs) I'll be glad
2: when the thing's off our property. Give me a uh, funny feeling.
1: Yeah, I understand. It's, uh, rather awesome, isn't it?
2: Oh, ghost at all three of you fidgeting. You'll still be coffee when you get back. Go along, all of
3: you. <laughs> uh, anything to carry, Professor? Uh,
1: yes, yes. I, I have my cameras in the
3: trunk of my car. At right, your service, sir. I'll get them for you.
2: Now, don't you go be being brave, out, like stepping into that thing. It could snap shut, and there you'd be. Now, don't be nervous,
1: Mrs. Wilson. There's nothing to fear.
2: But what if there was something in there that just had to get out? Ah!
3: You say it's
1: not a meteorite, Professor? It's something much more important. It's a space capsule. I don't get it. Neither do I. But look. Look inside. You see the struts and, and the pane of glass? A, a space capsule? But from, from where? Let's take a look inside. Uh, uh, give me the camera with the strobe light, Garrett, please. Yes, sir. The Al, this this is a
3: nightmare. You suppose some lunatic was experimenting with some kind of missile? That this thing was shot from somewhere and wobbled around and then just came down
1: here? No. Good Lord. There's something in there. Uh, uh, Shine a flashlight into the interior, Garrett. I I see it. Al, take a look. It's...
3: It's some kind of man. About the size
1: of a six-year-old boy. But with an old face. And elongated ears. It's a man from space.
3: You think he's dangerous, Professor? He's he's dead or or unconscious. Well, if he's alive and hurt, we gotta get him out. Garrett, go tell Carrie. The professor and me will get him out. Okay. Okay, wait till she hears about this. Oh, looks safe enough. What opened up was an escape hatch Covered with slag I'll lower myself Hold up the hatch will you? Right Sure cramped in here <laughs> Hey He's alive Come on pal we'll
1: get you out of here Lift out his head Oh he's real light I've got him and here I come A miniature man What a
0: discovery
1: <laughs> Did you catch that, Professor? Uh, barely It's um, some, some kind of signal Well, how come it sounds like English? It's beyond me
3: Well, let's get him to the house and try to bring him around Look He's,
2: he's opening his eyes I
0: destroy you.
3: I understood that all right. Take it easy, pal. We want to help you.
0: Destroy.
3: Right now, if you need some warm food and a bed, you get well. Then you do what you please.
0: Command ship comes for
1: me. Uh, he, uh, he could be dangerous, Mr. Wilson. Well,
3: what do you want me to do, shove him back into his capsule? The little man's hurt. Uh,
1: Yes, yes, I see.
3: Well, uh, uh, let's carry him to
1: the house. Uh, I hope we are doing the right thing. We are, Professor. You're
3: worried, aren't you, Professor? Yes, sir. This should be reported to Washington. Oh, well, let's wait a while. I don't want an army of scientists swarming all over the place. But this this croc, if that's his name, he could bring us knowledge of an unknown world, Al. You know? The planet he comes from, space trips, hundreds of things. A view of the universe from millions of miles away. Well, but I'm not gonna have him hammered at. The little man is sick. And uh after he's well? I don't know. That's up to him. Anyway, you heard what he said. Yeah. Destroy.
1: And something about a command ship. Professor, what do you make of this? Yeah, I can only guess. Crock was in a manned capsule. His mission? I have no idea. Sophisticated exploration, perhaps? Something went wrong with his ship. He got caught in the Earth's atmosphere. The capsule went out of control. As it came down, it began to blaze. It's incredible that it didn't disintegrate. Hmm. What about that
3: command ship? Oh, that's easy, Garrett. Kruk expects to be rescued. you got him right here in the house. Because he's half dead. Carrie's trying to shove some life back into him now. He kept saying,
1: destroy you. For safety's sake, I I think Kruk should be removed. Where to? Back to the capsule. Uh, I'll truck the capsule and hit back to store. Sorry, I won't do it. The capsule is yours.
3: Crux stays here until he goes home. I'm going to see how he is. Well, what about the police, Garrett? Uh, well, it's a small force, Professor. Not much protection against whatever you're thinking.
1: I sympathize with Mr. Wilson's feelings. He's a decent man, but... He doesn't realize the scope of this discovery. Kruk could open up a
3: a new world to us. Well, look, why don't I speak to somebody in space control? Ask him to send a man down to see the capsule and meet Kruk.
1: Yeah,
3: you're risking a friendship. Well, I'll chance it if you can postpone picking up the capsule for a day or so. Oh, that's easily done. Good. Then uh, then that's all we'll do, You, sir, you are my house guest.
1: That's very kind Uh, of you. No, it would be an honor. Well, I I think your suggestion is sound, Garrett, but uh, you'd better tell him about it. No, after the person from
3: Space Control arrives, not before. He can't crowd a Connecticut farmer like Al. This is his land and his home, and nobody better forget it.
2: He sure looks better, Carrie. He's a nice little man, like the hot balloon. Didn't you, Mr. Crook?
3: Yes, it was very good. You still out to destroy me? I do not
2: know. Humans are enemies of my people. They are? We don't even know who your people are. When we fly here and land... You fired guns at us. We found earth. And we have come here out of curiosity. But you drive us away. Now we will destroy you. You won't tell me where it's from, Al. I asked him. No. I will
3: not tell. How come you speak English, Cruck?
2: We know. All languages, our minds, are as advanced as our weapons. Then use that great mind of yours. You'll understand we don't mean you harm. I thought you would kill me. Well, now you know different. I will leave you in peace. I do not
3: understand why you have been kind. Well, you were hurt. That's only decent. You said, Crook, you'd leave us in peace? Yes. The command ship will take me and the capsule away. Or well, you may be, Crook, but the capsule goes to the state university. No. If you try to remove the capsule, there will be destruction.
2: The truck, the men, the capsule will be destroyed. Turned to ashes.
3: I don't know what to do. I gave my word. Heed what I say. Do not risk destruction.
2: I will return to the site and await the command ship. You do nothing of the sort. It's cold out there. Cold and heat. Do not affect me. You'd better speak to the professor,
1: Al. Yeah. You stay here while I do Hi, Professor. Hi, oh, hello there. Mr. Wilson, how's our little man from space?
3: Well, he's, uh, given me a problem. No? Uh, uh Kruk warned me that if we remove the capsule, all hell's gonna break loose. The truck and the men will be destroyed. We
1: don't really know
3: what we're dealing with, Mr. Wilson. Well, that's why I'd go along with Kruk. I know that
1: means calling off the truck, but... Well, uh... There's been a delay there anyway. Oh? Where's Garrett? Did he go home? Yes, yes. I'm uh, spending the night with him. Oh.
3: Well, if you'll excuse me, Professor, I have to get out to the barn. in milking time. Uh,
1: uh, one minute, Mr. Wilson. Yes? I... Well, I'm afraid I've acted deceitfully. You're a very decent man. Uh, Garrett thought No, no. Let me take the blame. For what? Someone from our National Space Center will be here sometime tomorrow.
3: I don't like that, Professor.
1: I know you don't.
3: I said I wouldn't allow Kruk to become a part of no free show. No, 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 he he won't be, I I assure you. Reporters, cameramen. Nothing like that. I've told you the truth. And I've told Kruk that we're his friends, not his enemies. Mr. Wilson,
1: the enormity of this discovery... Oh,
3: you've done something. We're stuck with it. Okay. Let the man come. But understand this. I don't care if the man's the president. He tries any rough stuff with the crux, And I'll keep him out. And I'd go for Garrett and for you too, Professor. Yes. I, I can't tell you how cruckle for you. I think he trusts us. I'll tell him about this guy you're bringing in, but I can't be responsible for what Cruck might do. Of course not. And you, you just say that. I believe the little man knows what he's talking about. If he says you go up and smoke, Well, that's what's going to happen.
1: The Wilsons have treated the man from space as they would any injured person, with kindness and attention. Garrett Smith and Professor Dana, however, want to treat Kruck as an incredible discovery, which he and the capsule are. What Kruck does is all that matters, and we'll find that out when I return shortly with Act Three. When our minds turn to the universe, we fantasize and give up. Reports of flying objects make news, but no one takes these science fiction occurrences too seriously. So it was with the Wilsons until, accidentally, they had a visitor from outer space. A small, man-like creature named Cruck. Thank you
2: for telling me. Well, it won't
3: be so bad, crack The guy just wants to ask you some questions.
2: And the man
3: will uh, arrive? In the afternoon, I say. The truck's supposed to arrive later. Why
2: did your friend not have the truck arrive today? Just take it seriously. I told him what you said, that the truck would be destroyed. That will happen. You know that? Yes. I have given you the warning. It is arranged. Your men will try to remove the capsule, and the ray will reduce the truck to ashes. But not if they don't touch it, they will. Yeah, I, I believe what you're saying, Cook. I have been in touch with the state command. The ship is on its way. How do you know that? I returned to the capsule and sent my message. You did? Ben. I've been with him all the time, Al. I assure you, I have talked with my people. I guess I'd better tell them to stand off. Yes. Now, that's settled. Now, you rest, Croc. What you see of me here will rest. Thank you. Close the bedroom door, Al. Sure. Who do you think he meant by that, Al? Who no. knows? I got time before supper to drive over to Garrett? you Be back in half an hour. Mm, it won't
3: take me that long. Don't be nasty to him. You're good friend. Okay. But I don't like his interference, and I'm going to tell him so. And warn him and Dana.
0: You went behind all that.
3: Well, not really, More The professor told that.
0: Because he felt guilty. Garrett, I can't believe you do such a thing, Ross. Well,
2: there's no harm done. But
0: you were planning to have some man walk in from space control so, uh, and. Is, if, if, if I may. <clears throat> Garrett and I have
1: genuine respect for Mr. Wilson's humanitarian feelings about the little creature from space, but he does not appreciate what a monumental discovery it is. The space capsule
3: could advance our flight technology by light years. I mean it, darling. We have to have this knowledge. We owe it to our country, and Al says we're, well, we're supposed to do nothing
0: about it. He also says that if you interfere, crack people would kill you. Oh, you know, it's lucky all of you aren't dead now. I bet you would be if Carrie hadn't nursed this creature back to life. It would be a shame if we
2: didn't
1: learn all we can from this, this incredible event. Well, what do we do, Professor? <sighs> Warn the man from space command. Possibly we can control these it, it?
0: deep I believe that. If he makes one pass at Croc
3: so long... The little creature's defense, but he's so small, he'd have stuffed in the suitcase. Hardly. And you
0: say he's defensive? How do you know? I can see. But what you won't see is that Croc is a highly advanced form of life. Way beyond that. And because you can't see how he could defend himself, you think he's helpless. Oh, don't count on what you think. You don't know.
3: A mighty
2: good supper, Jerry. Pratt oh, liked it, too. Took him a tray. Funny, I don't think of him as a little man from outer space, but like a guest who got sick and I'm taken care of. Do you believe him? Human. Well, he responded to kindness. Most living things do. Now, you're sure you weren't nasty to Garrett and the professor? Of
3: course not. I did tell Garrett to learn to mind his own business,
2: but mostly I warned them. Did they take you seriously? (laughs) They thought I was talking through my hat. One more to pound some sense into Garrett's head. Maybe. The professor's got some feelings. Maybe. Well,
3: I'm going to get to bed. Big day tomorrow. I sure hope that man from space control has some sense. But he's only one man. Kruk said
2: he'd talk to him and then leave. That's going to be some sight. A flying
3: saucer sitting down right by past you. I wonder if they take me for
1: a short spin. Go
3: to bed. When
2: one of those things comes down, you're not going near it. Let it pick up the capsule and take Kruk home.
3: And where is
2: that? He won't say. Only it's out there where the stars begin.
3: Uh, what's beyond that?
2: Huh. Even Krupp doesn't know that. Where's is Professor? Right on time. It's uh, just after the side. Oh, that's some big helicopter. Mm. Oh, the pilot sees it. They're coming down. Come on.
3: There. Hello. Hi, I'm Jared
2: Smith. Oh. How are you? Sanders, Space Control. Uh, Professor Dana, Mr. Wilson. How do you do? Pleased to meet you. You know about the Spaceman's warning? Uh, yes. I've, uh, I've learned what he said. Uh, Mr. Wilson, you have him in your house? That's all right. And he's willing to talk to you. Mm. Very sensible. He has
3: no choice. He's a prisoner. Oh, no. No, sir. No, he's not. Begging your pardon, sir, but he's my guest, and he's been just fine. Uh, that's how you may see him, Mr. Wilson, but he's my prisoner. I have
2: orders to transfer him to the War College, where... Oh, no, no, that's just what I was afraid of. Now, if you try
3: any rough stuff on Crook, there'll be real trouble. Are you threatening me, Mr. Wilson? I could be. This is my property, and Crook is my guest. Now, look.
2: You can't set yourself above the government. This capsule and this creature
3: belong to us. They do? Well, I'll throw all of you off my land. But that's not what I was getting at when I said rough stuff would bring trouble. You're playing with
1: something from outer space, Sanders. I'm here to take possession of a space capsule and something that resembles a man. I mean to carry out my assignment. Well, all the luck in the world to you. Croft said he talk to you. Maybe
3: he can pound some sense into your thick skull. Now, see here. all no, you see here. Watch your step with me. You walk very carefully with my little friend, Kruk.
2: You are from your space control?
1: Yes, sir. Who are you?
2: I am called Kruk. I am from a distant planet. This name is of no importance. It is to me. That may be. How did you reach Earth? In my capture. What was your mission? I am an explorer. Who are your people? They are like me. Yes. You have conquered space travel. We have explorers everywhere. Why did you come to Earth? I did not intend to. I went off course. Your capsule caught fire and landed here. That is right. Come with me. You are making a great mistake. I am obeying orders. You understand that? I understand orders. But I do not obey yours.
1: Mm-hmm. This is a done. If you exist, I'm instructed to immobilize uh, you. Mr. Simon, I stay out of this.
2: Now get up, truck. And walk out. I want Mr. Wilson. I don't believe in magic, spaceman. That is your weapon. That immortal gun. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't obey, I'll use it. Stop. Oh he used the gun. It's just a lump of metal. Can you use it now? Well, the sign is, leave well enough alone. I don't know what Crutch did. But Each it's... one like me possesses a powerful ray. More powerful than your strong current. I can power it up from within me whenever I choose. Then
3: I can point a finger and destroy it. Come on, Mr. Sanders. I'm
1: convinced. And you saved his life, Wilson. You gave refuge to an enemy of our country. I will have you charged with treason.
2: I do not think so. Mr. and Mrs. Wilson have treated me like a visitor. I will not forget. Neither will my commander. Do not threaten the Wilson's we have come to Earth many times on friendly missions. We could come with total destruction.
3: I'll ask you to leave, Mr. Sanders. And
0: do not try to remove the
3: capture. I'll walk you back to your helicopter, Mr. Sanders. Oh. Your miraculous craft? No.
2: Just more advanced in scientific technology. Humans one day will discover what we already know.
3: But how about that deadly ray of yours?
2: In your sea,
3: you have deadly ears.
2: On land, you have venomous snakes. My
0: people are small, but strong, because we possess the rest. Fighters, it is highly
2: developed. I am a soldier and a fighter.
0: It is time now for me to go. Now, look outside. They've got a truck back into the pasture that's that big lift,
2: and they're going to take it away. Oh, no, you know what, Costner? now well, happened?
0: look toward the sky. Come on, ship. I will go. I will. Eat. It looks like a big mushroom. I've got to see this. Now, Garrett, Garrett, it's been killed. Garrett, Garrett. Come back, Garrett. He
2: needs the command. ship. Look at the truck. It's a flame. And it's crawling. Like somebody's got ship. But but the men run away. You, you, you see them over there on the road
0: shooting their faces from the heat. And there. In depth. It's, awesome. and,
2: and, and it's gone.
1: I can tell you that, along with the lifter and the truck, the space capsule was turned to ashes. Garrett Smith escaped, and so did the men brought in by Professor Dana. When Al Wilson wondered later if he and his wife had consorted with the devil, she replied, as you might expect, that no, they had consorted with God. Meaning, I suppose, that they had acted in the interests of good. I'll return shortly. our real worlds are those we explore in our nightmares. When an experience becomes too acute, we awaken, switch on a light, and forget the frightening dream. That may be foolish. We must face facts. One of them is that there are other worlds, other life. With the passing of time, centuries perhaps, there certainly will be interplanetary communication, And, who knows, a crook may come to visit you. Our cast included John Deal, Marion Seldes, Joe Silver, E.D. Juster, and Russell Horton. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. the show for this week, but don't forget there are thousands more like it at
3: RelicRadio.com. Horror, strange tales, science fiction, crime—all available for free. Would like to donate to Relic Radio and help keep it all free? You can do that through the website as well. Visit Donate.RelicRadio.com to find out more and to see the special downloadable sets that are available. My thanks to those who have donated, and thanks for listening today. Talk to you again next week.